The Lockdown Letters by Helen Ashtray and Eileen Placemat. Part 3 Dear Helen, Marvellous Marion is driving me absolutely mad. Of course she found a Madagascan vanilla, didn't she? And was very smug about it too. She loved telling me how difficult it had been for her and how many people had helped. And then she asked if I could help her by loaning my garden fence for a few rainbow images, etc. Well, I could hardly say no, could I? Within a day, my fence was covered with knitted rainbows, pictures of rainbows, even a giant flying fish with rainbow streamers on some kind of extendable pole. As if that wasn't bad enough, word has got round and now everyone in the world is walking up here to take a photo. Marion has placed a collection box outside to raise money for the NHS and is now talking about installing Christmas lights. Obviously, it's wonderful to raise money for the NHS, but why couldn't Marion organise this outside her own house? She's here every day now, filming herself on her phone. Each day her outfit gets more and more outlandish, and on Thursdays, when the street claps for the NHS, she's utterly unbearable. Last Thursday, she dressed up as Wonder Woman with rainbow leg warmers. Can you imagine it? Wrinkly thighs and a face-lifted fake tan jawline, prancing about in a leotard and high heels, shaking her collection box at everyone. Of course, Peter loves it and keeps telling Marion what a wonderful figure she has which has her simpering into his welding mask. On the subject of Peter, who is very excited about your bra and has been busy working on his project. He needs two more, but rejected an offer of mine for reasons he said of uniformity. Would you mind posting two more to him? He will be most grateful. By the way, he currently has a black eye caused by an exploding tin of tomatoes. He's most annoyed about it. Apparently, it was the last can on the shelf and it had a dent in the side. When he started to open the lid, it suddenly exploded and hit him in the eye. He's lucky he wasn't blinded. The contents stank to high heaven and splattered all over him and walls of the kitchen and over the ceiling. He had a terrible job removing the bits from his hair. I thought I could smell a faint tang or something unpleasant but I didn't like to mention it. He's posted the can and a stern letter of complaint to the manufacturer. He's very concerned about your neighbour and her red nail and thinks that you should set up a surveillance regime. If you'd like to call him about this, he's very happy to give you some tips. It's a shame that we're not allowed to travel as he has a spare high-resolution telescope which he would happily lend to you. He's still wearing his waders and welding mask and your words did cross my mind. How would you know if this is a fetish? I didn't like to raise the question, but I couldn't help but think that it must be terribly sweaty in this sunny weather. Janet has been busy. She's just finished power washing her house. The jet stream was so powerful it knocked a lot of cement out of the walls, and now she's worried that her house might fall down. Not only that, but she's made a terrible mess all over the artificial grass that she washed last week. She's removed two nails from one of the fence panels so she can flip it up and slide things into my garden. When I first saw the fence move, I thought it was an intruder, but then I saw her face. 
She's too short to see over the top of the fence, so this will help communication. We were just shouting across at each other before. I did wonder if she was going to crawl through the gap, but she just passed through a large jar of pickled lemons and what looks like a bottle of homemade spirit. She said that this should prevent us from catching the virus. Before I could ask any questions, she'd just disappeared. I'm not sure if you're supposed to drink it or wash your hands with it. She was dressed in her beekeeper's outfit again, and I wanted to ask her if she actually kept bees. I ended up writing the question down on a piece of paper and pushing it through the fence. It's all very clandestine. I'm beginning to feel like I'm working for MI5. Well, I must get on. Oh, before I go, I must just tell you about Peter's new hobby, taxidermy. Can you believe it? He bought over Gordon's cat that he'd been working on. Tragically, it got struck by a lawnmower last week. It looked really awful. I just hope I managed to disguise my reaction. I'm not quite sure what he'd done wrong, but it ended up with a flat face. It looked like it'd been smacked in the head with a frying pan. I mean, you can't give it back to Gordon looking like that, can you? I didn't like to hurt his feelings, so I suggested that he could present it in a display case with the cat facing away from the audience, as if he was shy. He seemed to like the idea and went away to make a cabinet. Why would you want a hobby like that? Well, that's all from me for now. The sausage casserole sounds like it was a hit. And the basil is growing like mad. Much love, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Great to hear all your news. It does sound as if Marion is being a complete pain in the bum with her rainbows. Could you perhaps try to outdo her with the fancy dress costume? That would surely annoy her. You could dress up as a bar of soap or a bottle of hand sanitizer. Much more in keeping with the theme and far less tarty than Wonder Woman. I'm sure Peter would help you create something. I'm also wondering why she's shaking a collection box for the NHS as no one can come within two metres of her to put anything in it so she must have put the money in herself. It all sounds a little bit attention-seeking to me though I am impressed she found your Madagascan vanilla. I can just about pronounce it. I wouldn't have a clue what it actually is. It turns out it's not just Marion who is leading the way with help and support for the vulnerable. We had a leaflet drop through our door with details of our local network. It's called Covert 19 Response Outreach Team Community Hub or crotch for short. They are a local team who seem to do grocery shopping, collecting prescriptions and delivering their own leaflets. When Tony saw the flyer, he said he'd like to get involved in some crotch endeavours. But he hasn't done anything about it as yet, because he started working his way through the list of jobs I've given him. He seems to be focusing his attention mainly on things that need doing in the front garden. I do wonder if this is because he is hoping to catch a glimpse of that awful woman over the road when she sits in her armchair outside the house. I think Peter's idea of surveillance is interesting. Please thank him for his offer of help. I'll see how I get on and let him know if I need it. Talking of Peter, 
All I know about fetishes is that they are incurable and I think some people who suffer from them like to dress up in rubber or other unusual outfits. So I would not be at all surprised if Peter's waders were some sort of kinky sign that he's hoping you'll pick up on. Like I said, just be careful. I have enclosed two more bras for him. They're plain t-shirt bras. I think they'll be more practical. All I have left now are lacy ones, apart from the other plainish one, but it's a peephole bra, and I'm assuming that won't be much use if he's making a bits and bobs holder with it, as the items will fall through the gaps. My courgettes and tomatoes are starting to grow, probably because I've been singing them the much-loved classic I Know Him So Well by the very talented Barbara Dixon and Elaine Page. I had originally intended to sing them Love Changes Everything by Michael Ball. Then I realised he's never off the telly at the moment and I was concerned my seedlings might be a bit bored with hearing his songs. Seems I made the right choice as they are responding well and I'm sure the shoots have grown a couple of millimetres since I serenaded them this morning. I hope they grow as well as your purple basil has. The only other news I have is that I successfully cut Tony's hair with some new clippers he got from the supermarket. The only hitch was when a huge sneeze crept up on me and I lost control for a fraction of a second, unfortunately shaving half his right eyebrow off. I tried to colour it back in with my eyeliner, but it was a bit too black and didn't match his natural colouring, so I mixed a paste of Marmite with a little warm water and applied this to the shave bit with one of my makeup brushes. It actually looked very good, and Tony was happy with it, until we realised that it was irresistible to insects. Tony said he could have put up with a little aphids, but when a couple of horseflies started some sort of mating ritual on his eyebrow, he decided enough was enough. He's now taken to wearing sunglasses around the house until it grows back. Well, I must get on. Looking forward to getting that email address from you so I can send you some exciting things to keep you occupied while we're all stuck indoors. Lots of love, Helen. That was part three of the Lockdown Letters, produced by me, Johnny Octave, in a little tiny box at the end of my garden. 